0: نحمده على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لي رب إشرح صدري ويسر لي أمري من قولي العالمين عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. this is real uh, this is your sister in Islam Tawhid Hussain hosting the show uh, great women uh, great women in Islam and this show is a continuation of the series we started in Ramadan about great women of Islam. And in Ramadan, you must remember, Subhanallah, that we talked about asya and Maryam, uh, who are mentioned in the mentioned and praised by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the Quran. And you know, Maryam bint Imran and asya who was a wife of firon And we talked about um, uh, we gave the brief story of Khadija, alayhi, and Aisha. Wives of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and we talked about the, the daughter of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, radhiyallahu Tudaraa, who are praised at the Blessed Tongue of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And next, inshallah, next female companion of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we'll talk about is uh, Zainab Binti Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And um, she was the eldest daughter of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was 30 years old. So you can say that ten years before the appointment of Prophet as a prophet officially, uh, they had Fatima, the blessing of Allah. Uh, sorry, they had uh, Zainab as a blessing of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, because all the girls, the daughters, they are always the sign of mercy and sign of uh, blessing of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And we have to, we have, we should feel honored when we are blessed with the daughters. And that's how Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam felt, and that is the that is the education as is of Islam, and that is the, I can say, message of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that we should, be, we should be feeling on it when we have daughter. So she was the eldest daughter of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and um, Prophet Sallallahu was 30 years old when Zainab Radhigullah born. So that means 10 years before the appointment of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as Nabi, as a prophet officially. And uh, she was raised in the best of household. So, Subhanallah, what can be better? What can what can have been a better household than the than that of the Khadija, Radiallahu and Prophet So we know, Alhamdulillah, that we every member of this household embodied uh, the best of human attributes. So Zainab was Subhanallah adored by adored and re- loved very much uh, by her parents, especially after the death of her. Uh, older son, old older older brother Qasim. So Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had a son. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Khadijah Radhiyallahu Anha, they uh, they had a son before, before Zainab, Her name, his name was Qasim, and that's why Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to be called Abu Al Qasim. So this was the culture in uh, in in um, in Arab that most of the time they you, they call other people by kunya. This is called kunya, when they say ummi so-and-so or abu so-and-so. So everyone knows, you know, subhanAllah, every parents when they lose a child is so painful for them. So after losing a child, when they have another child, subhanAllah, they, they give their, their utmost love to the child. So after Qasim's death, who was the first child they had, subhanAllah, it was uh, Zainab r.a. And she was adored and loved very much by her parents, especially after the death of her elder brother, Qasim. When she became, uh, you know, after the death of uh, Qasim, she was the only one. She became the recipient of her her parents' attention and love. And uh, she was raised uh, uh, with utmost love and care. But at the same time. When you you know, sometimes we say we love our kids, but we don't know the meaning of love sometimes. You know, when we say I love my kids, I want to give that give my kid this as a present, this as a present. You know, sometimes we spoil our kids. We don't educate them, we don't give them deen. We go, we don't give them something which can be a source of you know success in this dunya and the hereafter. So Zainab was loved, She was loved by by her parents. At the same time, subhanallah, she was so she was so good. You know, at the age of seven, eight years old, subhanallah, she used to she used to help her mother Khadija, taking care of Fatima and the younger 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 daughters. You know, she was the eldest, and then it was Ruqiyah, al khusum, then the Fatima, She was the youngest. So she used to aid her mother in the in the chores of in the, in the household things and taking care of the young ones. She used to take care of them, uh, you know. And this is the practice, subhanAllah, which is seen in certain countries and towns and villages. So my this is my uh, personal experience. I seen with my own eyes, subhanAllah. When we went in Pakistan, subhanAllah, we went to someone's house and uh, I seen that you know the the girl, seven years old girl seven years old girl subhanallah and she could not reach the worktop in the kitchen she put the stool and she made the she made the dough out of the flour subhanallah dry flour she made the dough and she made the chapatis and she was helping in the kitchen helping she was helping her mom in the kitchen and she was only seven years old and she was using stool to reach the worktop subhanallah and that's what i've seen and subhanAllah, when I offered my help, I said, can I help? She goes, no, no, no. She's already does it. She, and she's changing the nappy of the little ones. She's changing the clothes. She's bathing them. And she's cooking as well. And by the way, that, you know, the the ch- the, the girl, seven years old girl, she was cooking and preparing food um, with her mother for us. Because we visited them and they were, they both mother and daughter, they were preparing food for us. And who's helping the mother? Seven years old girl. So as if the subhanallah in some places and I can say Arab subhanallah And uh, when you talk about especially Khadija radiallahu And she was training as if that she, she was training Zainab radiallahu anha To be a great wife and great mother Which were which are very very important role of a woman So we uh, you know if we are good Muslima, we can be good mother We can be good uh, good wife, we can be good uh, sisters And in, in all the aspects we can be good subhanallah so in, you know, these girls, they used to be, they used to help their mothers, you know, in early age. And this shows that they they were loved by the parents, but at, at the same time, they were educated as well. The mannerism, you know, super good manners, they were instilled in them. As if they're their mother, subhanAllah, and this is what she adopted from her mother. Zanab ad- adopted the skill from her mother to be a good, loyal and caring wife and, and a mother. So she was loved at the same time. She was educated. She was given a very, very good manners, subhanAllah. So by the time she was, uh, she was old enough to get married, according to the culture, uh, her aunt, Khala, you know, Khala is the mother of the mother. Uh, sorry, sister of the mother. Khala is sister of your mother. So her Khala, her aunt, Hala bin Khwalid. bin Khawelid proposed that she should marry her son, Abu al Abu al-As, and it was not unusual at that time, subhanAllah, for a girl to get proposals and marry as soon as she reached puberty. So Abu al-As, Abu al-As was a modest man, and he was uh, he was regarded in Mecca as a very, very honest and trustworthy person. So Khadija anh, she was also aware of the 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 character and reputation of her nephew, Abu al-As, I'm not saying radiallahu at the moment because he hasn't accepted Islam yet. Okay. So she was Khadija um, knew as well that her nephew is a very good person. He's a good manners and uh, he's uh, well off as well. He's hardworking. He's honest and he's respected in the community as well. So she has no objection apart from consulting her husband. That means Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi She did not have ha- she did not have any hesitation in accepting the proposal of Abu As uh, because he was a good person and he was a known merchant as well. So Khadija consulted her husband. And who was the husband, Prophet? And he said, uh, he asked Zainab. Khadija she is asking her husband. And her husband, who is the best ever husband and the best of father subhanAllah, he is asking Zainab if she is agreed to marry Abu al-As or no. Just to show us that our daughters are not things that we give it or give them away whomever we want to. Based on our personal relationship uh, to other people. They are our daughters, subhanAllah. They are so dear to us. So we have to make sure that we are going to give them in safe hands. So Prophet Sallallahu wa sallam, to show his subhanAllah asked that he consulted, and this shows that subhanAllah there's no forced marriage in Islam. So he asked Zainab that are you agree that you know Abu al-As sent the proposal for you? Are you agree to marry him or no? So she became red and uh, you know she he smiled. And her smile was her consent. From this, you know the, in a hadith as well. The the uh, when a lady, when a girl, virgin girl is um, asked about the proposal, that if she's agree, you know, her smile is enough. Her smile is consent because she smiles only when she agrees. If she doesn't agree, then you know who's going to smile? You know, it's it's impossible for a person, you know, being uh, not agree to do something. It's impossible for that person to smile. So she smiled and this is a two-way connection to be honest when prophet trusted and prophet gave zainab her right to say yes and no yes or no for this proposal and same way zainab she trusted her parents that they are my best wishes they can't do anything wrong to me they can't even think of doing anything wrong to me so it's both side connection that's a that's the that's the connection that's the relation Islam wants us to have with our parents and with our with our children. So Zainab was after this, you know, Zainab was, um, Zainab and Abu al uh, they both soon got married. Uh, and on the occasion of, occasion of that, ma- that marriage, Khadija anha gave her daughter, among other things, a beautiful necklace of Yemeni red pearls as a token of love. And it was probably, you know, it's possible. It was probably her own necklace which she gave to, Zainab at the at the time of or at the occasion of wedding, as a token of love. This shows. And another thing, okay, this is a, you know some people say this is absolutely haram to give your daughter anything at the time of wedding. No, no, no. The the, the the point is that you should give them present. You can give them your daughters and your and your sons at the time of wedding, according to your affordability. What is haram? You know, you go beyond your affordability you know, asking for the loan and, you know, asking other people, begging other people. I can't afford to give the, so many things to my daughter. Can you help me? That is something which is disliked in Islam. But giving present, giving gifts, you know, to your daughters at the time of wedding is something appreciated, is something good as long as you can afford. So she she gave other things as well. At the same time, she gave a beautiful necklace to Zainab and the Zainab, the Zainab, the Zainab the took good care of her mother's gift. And both now Zainab and Abu al-As, they enjoyed a very, very good marital life. They loved each other very much and they they enjoyed the the beautiful family life and they, they enjoyed love and harmony between each other. But always remember that life is not all about being happy. Life is all about going through ups and downs of the life. Life is all going all about going through test and pass the test in order to get into jannah life is not easy you have to go through different stages so they were so happy they was very happy subhanallah they loved each other but they suddenly they, they another turn come in there in their life what happened that once once abu al-as he returned home from a business trip and he found out that his father-in-law father-in-law Muhammad his father-in-law had announced his nabuwa nabuwa is uh, nabuwa is prophethood so he found out that his father-in-law announced the the prophethood and much has changed in Makkah while he was away from Makkah. so Zainab along with her mother and sisters uh, had responded to the call of the uh, call of Prophet and they became Muslim they took the Shahada. So when Zainab revealed to her husband, uh, Abu al-Az, that she had accepted Islam, he quietly left home. He didn't say anything. As if that he um, he was not agreed to this idea. I can't say that he did not like the idea because he knew Prophet really well. He knew him as Sadiq, truthful. And he knew Prophet ﷺ as Amin, the most trustworthy. So for for his personal reason, he just left quietly, uh, he left home quietly. And Zainab had been very hopeful that her husband, being a very sensible human being, would accept the message of Islam. She tried to persuade him, uh, but tribalism and traditions came in the way. That's what happened. Sometimes our relations, sometimes our traditions, sometimes our customs, they stop us from accepting the truth. And it happens. Within Muslim communities, sometimes it happens. The people are, you know, sometimes they call themselves Muslims. But still, if someone called them to pure Islam, authentic Islam, they they refuse it. Why? Because the traditions come in the way. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide all of us. May Allah guide all of us to his pleasure. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide all of us to to the paradise, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made for us, not for himself. He made for us. So Zainab said to Abu al-As that I'm not the only one who accepted Islam. My mother, Khadija, who is your khala, who is your auntie, my sisters, who are your cousin, my cousin Ali radiallahu and your cousin, Uthman bin Affan radiallahu and your friend, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu they all accepted Islam. I'm not the only one. That means there is something. Islam is the truth because that's that's why these all these sensible, sensible people they accepted Islam. And what did he say? He said that he did not doubt the veracity of the Prophet's claim. He know. He said that he knows this Prophet that uh, you know he didn't say Prophet that Muhammad, that means your father, He uh, he's Sadiq, he's the most truthful person in, in Makkah. he's the most trustworthy person in Makkah. But he feared, what did he fear, subhanAllah? He feared that people would say he abandoned the religion of his forefather just to please his wife, just for his wife. So what did he care about? People, you know. Most of the time, we stop ourselves from achieving uh, achieving something great in this dunya and the hereafter because of people. So what stopped him? The traditions and thought about people. What would what would they say? So he said, "No, you can't do this. You know, I can't. I can't give people." opportunity or chance to say that Abu al accepted the message of Muhammad just to please his wife just for the sake of his wife so will you please Zainab excuse me and understand me and Zainab is saying subhanallah who will excuse you and understand you if I don't because I am your wife I'm your caring loving and loyal wife I will give you time if I don't understand you who understands you this shows that the the closest ever people to each other are their husband and wife. And if they understand each other, then inshallah they can enjoy the harmony and peace in their, in their life, in, in their marital life. So Zainab said to Abu as I will stay beside you and help you until you reach the truth. And she kept her words for years and years. And she waited for years and years, subhanallah. So, you know, just because of this, big problems, big problem began uh, between the two. But nothing could decrease their love and care for each other. The strength of their, their relationship came to light when the Quraysh, when the Mekr people, when the people of the Quraysh, subhanAllah, they, they pressurized Abu al-As to divorce Zainab just to hurt Prophet sallallahu thought if uh, this They thought that if we pressurize Abu al-As to divorce Zainab, if he divorces Zainab, then this will hurt Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And because of this sadness, because of her his relation, because of his love for his family, he might abandon his mission. He might abandon his mission of peace. But no, nothing can stop, nothing could stop Prophet Wasallam from spreading the peace in the world. SubhanAllah. So what happened that, you know, then... Uh, Pagans of Mecca, the Quraysh of Mecca, they are pressurizing Abu al-As to divorce. And he firmly rejected the idea that he is not going to abandon, he will not abandon his loyal wife for any any other Quraysh woman. He said, no, it's impossible. And this, Subhanallah, the Prophet, was touched by by this response of Abu al-As to the Meccans. And he remembered this. He remembered this and mentioned it later on, you know, as well, as well. He later on mentioned that, you know, Abu al-As, you know, he stood my, with his wife, who is my daughter, and he said this to, to Makansi, he remembered, and he mentioned later on. So Zeno was in a very awkward situation. It was painful for her to see her father being tortured, being mocked, being laughed at. At the same time, she was worried about the akhirah of her husband as well. When she looks at, at, at her father, that's painful. He's being mocked. He's being laughed at. He's being titled of, you know, the mad person, the poet and this and that, subhanAllah. And he's being tortured. That's painful for her as well. On the other hand, she is, you know, thinking about the akhirah of her beloved husband is painful for her as well. Because she she has reached the truth. And she knew that if my husband does not accept the truth, the consequences is going to be against her, against him. So this thought is painful for her as well because she doesn't want her husband to uh to choose to make a wrong decision so as a, as as life in mecca became subhanallah increasingly difficult for new muslim community and some of the first uh, muslims they might they migrated to abyssinia first and then later on in large number they migrated to medina now finally prophet was giving the permission to migrate to medina Now Zainab is in a painful situation that she can't be with her father and sisters and Muslim community. She can't be with her father. She can't migrate with her father. She can't join her sisters in Medina and she can't join the Muslim community. And you know, subhanallah, and she doesn't want to leave her husband at the same time as well. So Prophet gave her permission to stay in Medina and be patient for the sake of Allah until Allah decides for you. So wait for the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why we have to our our behavior should be in any kind of difficulty that we should be, we should be waiting. We should wait for the decision of Allah. Because the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his creation is always, always perfect. And especially for the believers, it's always in our favor. As long as we agree, as long as we submit to submit, submit ourselves to the decision of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. She was, so she is being very patient, and she um, uh, she remained in Mecca on her own, Subhanahu. She when you know when whenever she sees you know uh, in Mecca, she hardly sees any Muslims out there. She was, she, so she is separated from her father, from her sisters, and the Muslim community. So it was painful for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi as well. It's not easy for the Prophet that he is leaving. He's migrating to Medina and leaving her most beloved daughter, eldest daughter in Mecca, where there's hardly any Muslim around her. And even, you know, immediate family is not Muslim as well. It's not easy for, her, for him, Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi But what is it? There are two things, okay? There are two points over here that Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Migrating to Medina, leaving Zainab in Mecca. Number one thing is that Prophet ﷺ could not compromise with his mission of peace. Nothing comes above his mission. So his mission comes first, then any other relation. And the point number two is that Prophet ﷺ knew he loved Zainab a lot. But at the same time, he knew that she is in safe hand. Abdul uh, Abu al Az, he did not accept Islam, but he knew Prophet Salisam knew that he's a good person. He's a loving and caring husband. He will not lend, let any harm touch my daughter. So that's what I think. That's the two the, two, the, two reasons I can see. Uh, but there's be so there can be so many hikmahs so many other wisdoms as well. Anyway, Prophet Salisam is migrating Medina Medina now um uh, leaving her, leaving his daughter. Uh, Zainab in Mecca, because the rest of the sisters, they, they're going to migrate anyway, because they, their husband's uh, Rukia, and uh, Rukia's husband uh, is Muslim anyway, so they're going to, and the rest of the two, they're not, uh, they're not married, so there's no problem for them to migrate, the problem was for only Zainab, because she could not leave her family, she could not leave her husband, so now Professor Lulasam is in Medina, Zainab is in Mecca, and her mother has died a few years ago. She was kind of alone in Makkah. Her only source of comfort was her children, um, Umama and Ali. Umama and Ali ta'ala anhuma. Her husband loved her very much, but at the same time, he was not Muslim yet. And this thought was really painful for Zainab. So now, two years of second year of uh, second years of uh, in the second year of migration battle of badr takes place just like abbas the there few muslims uh, remained in makkah who accepted islam but they did not disclose their their identity as as muslim so one of them was there were quite few you know not, not quite few very few i can say just few so one of them was abbas radhillah who uncle of prophet so just like Abbas, who, Abu al-As, who was not Muslim yet, but they both was forced to go out with people of Mecca to fight his father-in-law, who is prophet of Allah as well. Can you imagine the situation Zainab was in? Her beloved husband is going to fight her father, who is the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And MashaAllah, alhamdulillah, all my brothers and sisters in Islam, you know the, the battle of Badaw, what happened and how many muslim muslims were on the side one side 313 muslims on the other hand subhanallah there were uh, nearly thousand uh, pagans of mecca thousand people of mecca they attacked them and they the both armies uh, they met in uh, at, the, at the place which called um called badr so the muslim army they faced the meccans at the as a place called badr uh, to their surprise subhanallah the Meccans, were de- the Meccans were defeated. And in the Battle of Bada, many of their prominent tribal leaders, they were killed and many of them, they were captured uh, as prisoners of war. And among the captives was Abu al husband of Zainab radiallahu ta'ala, Anha. And he was, ca- he was captured by Abdullah bin Jubair. You know who was Abdullah bin Jubair? Yes, you know, mashallah. Alhamdulillah, you know, Abdullah bin Jubair was subhanallah, the same sahabi who was appointed uh, at the at the top of the mountain in the battle of ahsa uh, no sorry battle of uhad so abu al-as he was captured by abdullah bin jubayr uh, as a captive uh, of uh, the prison of war the captives uh, the captives were brought to medina because they were not the battle didn't take didn't take place in medina they were at the place Badr, which was between Mecca and Medina. So all the captives, they were brought into, uh, brought to Medina. And Prophet sallam, instructed his companion, Ista, istawsu, istawsu bil usra khayran. Yeah, treat the prisoners well. This is Islam. This is the instructions given by the Prince of Mercy, Prophet Muhammad He said, treat them well. And which they did, subhanAllah. All the sahaba did. They treat all the prisoners really well. And they ate dates themselves. They ate dates themselves, but they offered wheat to their prisoners. Wheat and barley to their prisoners. Now you must be thinking, why are they eating date? Dates are sweet and they're eating themselves. That means dates are superior. No. Dates might be superior. But the point over here is that date palms, they were abundant in Medina. So it was cheap. On the other hand, uh, grains like uh, barley and wheat, uh, they were not in in in, a, in significant quantities in in Medina. So that's why they uh, they have to be imported. So they, it was expensive. Wheat and barley they were expensive. So so that means they used to eat themselves, Subhanallah, something which is cheap because there's so many. If you go Makar Medina, you find so many dates in abundance, Subhanallah. But you know, barley and the wheat, uh, the these grains, they weren't produced in 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 Medina in si- significant uh, quantities. That's why they they had to be imported. That's why they were uh, expensive. Subhanallah, who does this to prisoners? Only Islam can teach you that these men Subhanah. This kindness, this tenderness to those people who came came out of their houses to kill you guys to finish them off, to finish the Muslims off. And now the, the Muslims, the companions of Prophet Alaihi they are being instructed by Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi treat them well. And they're feeding them before they eat themselves. So they're taking care of the, all the needs of the prisoners. And Abu al-As, who is the husband of Zainab, <inaudible> Abu al-As witnessed a high degree of morality Exercised by by the Muslims, and he was impressed. Uh, uh, him, he was impressed by the mission of Prophet Wasallam. Even though he knew Prophet really well, but still he was hesitant. Uh, you know, regarding the message of Islam, and you know, I should accept it, or I should, you know, I should not accept it. He was in two minds, but he was not in two minds regarding the honesty and being trustworthy. Uh, you know, like of Prophet he was not in two mind about the truthfulness and uh, uh, being trustworthy, uh, Prophet ﷺ. He was not in two minds. He knew him really well. So in Makkah, news reached that Meccans, they were defeated. Now, after the Badr, Badr is finished now, all the captives, they were brought to Medina, all the people who fleed, they reached Makkah. So news reached Makkah that the Makkans are defeated badly and they're the prominent many prominent uh, leaders tribal leaders they are killed or they are um, they are captured and abu al-as is one of them now can you imagine the difficult situation Zenim was in she was being blamed for all this can you imagine the daughter-in-law her husband is captured because of her father because he went to fight her father so all in-laws and everyone is going to say, because of you, our brother went there. Because of you, our son is uh, captured by them. Because of you, our, you know, all uncle and all those people, in-laws, they're going to blame Zainab Ranha. So everyone is blaming Zainab Because of you and your father, Abu al-As is captured. Because of you and your father, this has happened to Makhans. Now what happens, subhanAllah, let's go back to Medina, okay? So, the Prophet in Medina, when the captives were brought to Medina, the Prophet decided to accept the ransom for the for the release of the captives. So there was there was still hope that these released captives might might rectify their mistakes, you know, at some point and stop bothering Prophet and uh, his companion in Medina. So and who were migrated because of them. So all the Prophet Lassim decided to take the the, the fidga, which is called ransom. Now, because of um because of this news, when the when the Muckans knew about this news, they learned about the opportunity to pay to get the prisons uh, released, they they acted very fast because they wanted their people back, you know, home. So they gathered the money, whatever money was, you know, fixed according to, you know. The decision of Prophet ﷺ, they pay and they get the prisoners back. This is, subhanAllah, it's, it's amazing. This this shows the kindness. This shows that we should give people people chance to get, to rectify the mistakes. So Zainab, subhanAllah, not having... Uh, so this news, you know, reached Zainab as well, And Abu al sent the message to Zainab, anh, that you have to prepare, you know, you have to arrange some money to, to ransom me. So when news reached Zainab, so Zainab not having enough money uh, to ransom Abu al-Asr, uh, she sent the most precious thing to her. She sent, you know, along with other bit of money, subhanAllah, she sent the most precious thing to her, her necklace that Khadija gave her on her, on her wedding. And she sent it with her brother-in-law. Uh, who was the, the brother of uh, Abu al-As, to Medina. So she sent that necklace to her father to ransom her husband with this. So when Prophet ﷺ saw the necklace, he could not hold back his tears. So memories of Khadija, loving and caring and loyal wife, subhanallah, Khadija al-Kubra, the leader of Women of Paradise, subhanAllah, the memories of Khadija came flooding in in his mind. And he started crying. And uh, when Sahaba asked him about, you know, what's the matter, you know, uh, why is he crying? So he said, he addressed Sahaba and he kind of, uh, he did not command them. He just kind of uh, uh, putting a suggestion in front of them. So he said to them, Prophet said to Sahaba, if you think it's right, Release him, that means release Abu al and return her necklace as well. Look, he's not commanding. He's just saying, if you think it's right. And sahaba, what else do they need? They need the smile of Prophet They loved Allah and Rasul so much that they are, they are willing to do anything for to please Prophet and to please Allah Taala. And the companions of Prophet Alaihi Readily, you know, they were ready, subhanAllah, and they readily, they, they 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 what you call it, they agreed to the proposal of their, their beloved uh, Prophet So Abu al-Asr, he is released. However, Prophet got uh, Abu al-Asr to promise. Prophet وسلم, he got Abu al-Asr to promise something that, and the promise is that he would send Zainab to Medina, after he t- returned to Mecca. So he returned to Mecca, Abu al-Asr, uh, he returned to Mecca and he kept his words. He immediately told Zainab anha to prepare to leave for Medina. Even though Abu al-Asr had agreed to send Zainab radiallahu the, anha, the, the Meccans were expected to resist, resist the the migration of Zainab to Medina. Owing to to their defeat in that Battle of weather. they were still very angry. They could not think that you know just few few Muslims, handful of Muslims, they can defeat them. So they were still uh, very angry people, and it was possible that they might do they uh, do something to harm uh, either Zainabratilatul Anha to or to they will do anything to stop Zainabratilatul Anha from migration to Medina. So Zainab Radila Talanha began to prepare for her departure from Makkah and uh, it was uh, subhanAllah uh, it was that time that it was impossible for a Muslim from uh, from Medina to enter Makkah just as it was difficult for a Meccan Muslim to leave the city unharmed it was kind of impossible because their poets are still you know they're crying the mourning in their poetries, in their poetry about the defeat so this is why Zayd bin Haritha, anh, and another Ansari, they were entrusted. Uh, they were in, oh, sorry. They were instructed by Prophet Sallallahu alaihi wasallam to wait for Zainab uh, anh, at a place called um, uh, Batn, uh, Batn, Yahjah. Yahjah. Batn Yahjah. This was a place between Mecca and Medina. So Prophet Sallallahu alaihi wasallam sent Zayd bin Haritha and another Ansari. You go at that place. That means you don't enter Mecca. Why? Because the Meccan they will not let anyone from Medina enter Mecca. So he knew that this, this is, is very dangerous. So that's why he instructed uh, Zayd bin Harsa and the other Ansari uh, to wait for Zainab at that place, which is called Batan uh, Ya'ajjad, which is uh, about 13 kilometers from Mecca. So when Zainab was ready ready to leave, Abu al-As asked his uh, brother Kan'ana, uh, Ibn Rabi, Kanana Ibn Rabi, uh, to accompany her to to that place which is um, um, appointed uh, for the meeting. That you know you you go you you escort um, what you call it. You take take Zainab to that place, and when you go to that place, you will find two Sahabi, and then you leave uh, Zainab there. You come back, and they will take Zainab to Medina. So what happened that at that time, you know, she was uh, she yeah she was prepared and they chose the time, like um, like afternoon. You know, in afternoon in the hot places they always always after you know like um, having lunch or something they always have kailula, uh, we call it nap daytime nap. They always have nap, okay, because it's uh, you know like um, when they go out at that time, especially in Arab Subhanallah, it's a uh, intense heat out there. So that's where most of the people. In Arab, at that time, they have Kalula and they they stay at home, even though they have Napono, they stay at home at that time uh, because of the the intense heat out there. So they chose the time when most of the people they are at home. So uh, it was noon, and many Makkant they were indoors because of the the intense heat. And Kanana and Abu al-As, uh they picked this time. Uh, on purpose that this is the right time that there's you there are hardly any Meccans uh, out in the streets and nobody will be able to see and they might uh, there might be no harm for Zainab al as well so the caravan the, the caravan of two uh, two camels were was in in that place in di tuha outside the Mecca when he was um, confronted by a people, by a group of Meccan hooligans led by Habbar. So as soon as he left the boundary of the Mecca, they were attacked. They were con- confronted by a group of very kind of, I can say, naughty people or I can say uh, nasty people. And they were in group and they were two people. And what can women do, subhanAllah? Yeah, so actually, one man, Subhanallah, and there were many people. What did they do? They attacked the, uh, they attacked the camel on which Zainab was uh, sitting. And how Zainab was sitting? You know, they, I mentioned before as well. At that time, uh, when the when the ladies, uh, you know, the ladies who was in the parda, the covering ladies, when they used to uh, travel, and there were no cars or anything, SubhanAllah, They used to travel. They they used to be a carriage. They used to be kind of a carriage with the curtains around. They used to sit in that carriage, and that carriage was put on the camel, and then they used to the ladies. They used to sit in the camel. So look how much they used to take care of. Uh, they take care of the the ladies. This is what you call honor, my sister. This is what you call honor. How much they are Muslims they are protected. How much they their people of the ghaira they are protected about their their women. They used to protect them from the heat, from any kind of uh, attacks, or from any kind of glances, which are which are wrong, which you know, which are based on wrong intention. So they used to they used to put the uh, carriage on the uh, or on the camel, and the ladies used to be in the they, they used to sit, they make the camel sit, and uh, ladies used to go uh, sit in the carriage, and then uh, the camel is standing. That's Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says: Haven't they seen to the the camel how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the the camel? Oh, it's amazing. Camel is an amazing creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is not the time to talk about camel. Anyway, so what happened? They they circled Zainab's camel and Habar attacked the animal uh, with a spear. And the camel, you know, uh, because the camel, uh, uh, like... uh, he became kind of out of um i can see out of senses or out of um uh out of all i can't say out of order by the way subhanallah it's it was like like he was it was jumping up and down because of pain you know it the spear hit the camel and because of the pain uh camel started jumping and because when as soon as the camel started jumping Zana fell on the ground and Zana was expecting at that time she was pregnant subhanallah And at that time, she was pregnant and then had miscarriage as a result result of this fall. So she suffered because of Iman. So that's what I'm saying. Life is not all about being happy. Life is not all about things going smoothly in our life. Because this is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. This is the promise of Allah subhanahu wa nowhere in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa said, and nowhere in the in the hadith, Prophet said that most believers' life is going to be smooth. No harm will touch them. No. Life is all about, about test. When you pass the test of this dunya, then you have the certificate and the degree in your hand that you are allowed, you're allowed to enter Jannah. And we get this when when we pass the test, we don't complain about Allah Azza wa Jalla. We don't say because of Islam, I'm going to suffer this. Because of Islam, I have to kill myself. Because of Islam, I have to pray five times. No. When we don't complain about Allah, when we are proud to be Muslim, and we try to, subhanAllah, Imitate. We try to take all these great women of Islam as our best role model. Inshallah, then we can be in their company in Jannah. What else do we need? That is our home, and we can go. We can make to our home. Inshallah, if we follow these patient women, these great women. Inshallah. Inshallah. Okay. What happened? She fell and she uh, had miscarriage. So because of all this incident, um, I can say accident. They they went back. So they went back why because uh, she's not in the, in, the, in the state that she can travel now. She came back, she had miscarriage and um, after a few days when she recovered a little bit after a few days when uh, <coughs> uh, uh, when she recovered a little bit then they tried they, they prepared again. So this time they chose the time uh, kind of midnight when everyone is asleep. Daytime, you know, most of the people, they were at home, but some people, they are wandering about out there in, in the streets as well. But nighttime, most of the people, majority of the people, they go to sleep. So what happened? After a few days, they left again. And uh, Abu al-As, Abu al he sent Zainab with his brother Kanan. And uh, he uh, left Zainab at the place where Zayd bin Haritha and other uh, ansari they were uh, they were waiting for Zaid and her so this time alhamdulillah uh, she made to the destination safely alhamdulillah with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but whatever she suffered it was qadar Allah it was the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in order to you know grant her high ranks in jannah every single my sisters and brothers in Islam, every single moment of difficulty and hardship, hardship subhanAllah, it gives you. It's a source of high, achieving high ranks with, this, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanAllah, you know, uh, helped and he she, she made it to Medina, Alhamdulillah. They they were there, uh, Zaidir Hasan was waiting and they took Zainab uh, safely to Medina. And now Zainab uh, it was, it was risky, subhanAllah. The risky and painful trip came to an end with uh Zainab's arrival in Medina, عنها, where she was received warmly by Muhammad وسلم, and rest of the member her member of her family. Alhamdulillah, <coughs> Alhamdulillah. Now now um, Zenib has parted uh, with her husband, but at the same time, she is now she had now subhanAllah uh, joined the company subhanallah joined her father joined her the joined them joined the muslim company muslim sorry muslim community and company of her sisters alhamdulillah and now we uh, as i mentioned before subhanallah how uh, umama when she was traveling she she carried umama with her and uh, we know we remember that she had only two uh two children umama and ali and umama which was uh granddaughter of prophet she he was loved by prophet Salallahu a lot many times prophet used to pray carrying umama her granddaughter his granddaughter and many times when prophet sallallahu, he used to be in his sajida he used to be in his sujood in his prostration he used to jump on her, on his blessed back and prophet uh, subhanallah let her play uh, used to let her play on his back, blessed back. SubhanAllah, that's how uh, she used to. Uh, she was loved by Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Abu al-As, SubhanAllah, he could, not, he could not forget Zainab. Even though he was not Muslim, he was not Muslim yet, but still he loved Zainab a lot. He could not forget Zainab. So what happened, Abu al-As carried with, this, uh, with him uh merchandise of the Mecca which they lent him on the on the commission basis he used to take when he used to travel sham and syria and Yemen to other countries and to other towns subhanallah he used to take his own good, goods and he used to take other people's goods as well uh, on the commission base so what happened that you know uh, and this time he earned large large subhanallah. this this time he urged he earned a large profit from this trip in sham and remember the route uh to and from Asham passed by Medina. When they go to Sham or when they come back from the Sham, the route is from Medina. In the you know they have to pass by Medina. So what happened? The Abu al As is on business trip. He's got his own goods. He's got you know the the merchandise of the Makkans as well. There's so many goods we belong to other Makkan people. What happened? there? the the Muslims of Medina. They, now we know. The look at the situation. You know, before jump to the conclusion, we should see the the situation. Now this is the time that people of Medina and uh, people of Medina and the Makkans they are in the war. They are in the this the in in the state of war. So what happened on his way back from Asham, Abu al As came across Muslim troops led by Zayd bin Haritha, Haritha and uh, who, were, uh, who were heading to a place called Ais? And Abu Al As escaped. What happened? He was, uh, Abu Al As came across a, a group of Muslims. What did he do? He left all the goods, all the merchandise there, and he escaped from there. And now what happened? Abu, Abu Al As escaped, and his goods were seized by the Muslims', Muslims troops. And What did you say? This is a state of war. What happened after escaping from from the scene, Abu al-As headed straight to Zainab's residence. He knocked at the door at at night and the father of Zainab's Zainab's children sought refuge for the night. Father of Zainab's children, Abu al-As, he is seeking the protection of Zainab against the rest of the community. Why? Because he knew. He knew that the, we are we are in a state of war. We see any Muslim, we tortured them. We see any Muslim, any Muslim come from Medina to Mecca. We, you know, the Meccans, they tortured them and they killed them. So he feared it. And what did he do? He stayed went to the house of the Zainab, Zainab Tranha and he said uh, he needs a uh, he needs shelter for a night. Which Zainab agreed to offer. The next morning, Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam led the Fajr prayer in his mosque, and it was it, this was the time Fajr time that most of the time uh, women they used to attend the masjid in the early morning. They are, they lined up behind the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, behind the men rows, and after Prophet Sallallahu finished the congregation Salah, he finished the Salah, and Zainab stood up and he announced, after Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam finished the Fajr Salah. Zainab, she stood up and she announced. What did she announce? He said, oh people, ayuhannas. He said, I have extended the protection to Abu al-Az bin Rabir. That means now no one can harm Abu al As because I gave him shelter. I gave him protection. So when Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi heard this and he inquired from the people around him, he said, did you hear what I heard? No, I, I think I heard St. saying that, and the, all the rest of the people, the companions, they said, "Yes, we heard this." Then he said, "By the One who has the who has power over my life, I did not know this. I have learned about this just now, as you have." That means, oh guys, don't think that's how we should always try to remove the misunderstanding from other people's heart. We should try to remove the the wrong wrong thoughts from people's mind as well sometimes we you know uh, most of the time i seen that people they fall off with each other and they do, stop talking to each other and when you explore there's nothing this what is the between them just misunderstanding so just to remove this misunderstanding what did prophet say he said wallahi by the one who has power over my life i did not know this i have learned about this just like you guys know you ju- you, ju- you guys found out about this now. I didn't know this. And now Prophet ﷺ said, now listen that even an ordinary Muslim has the right to extend protection uh, to someone. That means she is my daughter. Even she is not my daughter, any ordinary Muslim, if he gives protection to any non-believers, then it will be honored. No Muslim is allowed, allowed to harm that person. So Prophet then went to Zainab's house and when he got there, uh, he said to Zainab that treat your guest well. Look, he didn't say, your husband is not a Muslim. You know, like do this to him, you know, you don't be nice to him. He didn't say that. He said, treat your guest well. End of the day, he's a husband. He's got so many rights. He's a loving and caring husband, subhanAllah. And he said, treat your guest well. But please. You know, uh, at the time, same time, he said, he didn't say please, by the way, I'm saying please. Uh, he said, you have to stay away from. That means there's no, you are Muslimah and Muslimah is not allowed to marry a non-Muslim. So that means uh, even though you are in his nikah, but still there should be no physical relation, which he took care of the advice of Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and uh, uh, what you call it, she she kept the words yes yeah. she did not you know she knew the limits subhanallah she's a muslima and she can't even have the relation with her own husband who is uh, not muslim yet so what happened she gave the uh, she gave the shelter she gave the refuge to her husband and next morning he went back to medina he went back to medina he returned when he returned medina what did he do he addressed the Meccans. he addressed the Meccan, he said uh, he handed over all the merchandise to the rightful owners and he 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 collected the payment from someone and made payment to some others. So wh- whoever he owes he gave and who uh, whoever owes him, he collected the payment and then he asked the Muckans if he owed anyone anything. When people affirm that he did not owe anyone anything, then he was, uh, you know uh, that he they know that he's a very honest person. He doesn't owe, he doesn't owe anyone anything. What happened that he said, Ashhadu ilaha wa ashhadu Muhammadan Rasul. He said, "I would have accepted Islam before, when I was captured, when I had to take shelter, I had to take refuge with my wife. I could have accepted Islam there and then, but I did not accept Islam because, in case that you would have said that I, you know, I took all your merchandise, I took all your money, and I took all the things you have been you you entrusted me with." So now I handed over all your things and everything. Now I'm free. I'm free from you guys. I'm free from any kind of trust regarding you guys, regarding your merchandise, regarding your business. Uh, I don't know anyone anything. Now I declare, I'm saying in front of you that I'm a Muslim now. I'm a Muslim now. So Abu al subhanAllah, he made the necessary uh, preparation for farewell, subhanAllah, and uh, for, sorry, he made the preparation for the travel to medina and he's leaving leaving makkah he's heading to medina and he left makkah arriving in medina he visited prophet sallallahu and uh, he took the evidence that i bear witness that no one worthy of worship and muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is allah's Rasul. so prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he uh, uh he got he got married uh zainab again to Abu'l al-As ta'ala anhu now he's a muslim so he got uh, Zainab anha married to uh, Abu as some says uh, most of the most of the biographers and uh, we see in ahadith that they didn't have to do nikah again so the previous nikah was she uh, uh, was she remained uh, his wife uh, based upon previous nikah now Zainab was, mashallah, Alhamdulillah, Zainab was happy to reunite with her husband and all the members of her family. All the members of her family, and uh, at the same time, we know that Zainab never recovered from the injury she had because of the fall from a fall from the uh, fall from the camel. So after uh, Zainab, Zainab Subhanallah died in uh, in the eighth the year of the uh, hijrah. In the eighth year after the migration, she died. And when she died, because of the same injury, she died, because she never recovered fully. So when she died, Prophet Selassim came to the ladies who were bathing her, that you know, give her, you know, bath her twice, three times, or five times, and put some, you know, camphor, you know, there's a kind of uh, fragrance, puts put it in the in the water at the at the end and um apply on her. And then Prophet said, you know, said to the ladies that when you finish with the bathing, Zainab Rabbil inform me. When he was informed, Prophet gave a, a, a cloth, big piece of cloth, which he used to use it to cover Zainab uh, uh, in that cloth. And Prophet literally he went, he uh, descended into the grave of Zainab and buried her with her own hands, taala anha. My dear sisters and brothers the story of the zainab is the story of patience this story story shows the story of zainab shows that the especially we should give other people especially husband and wife they should give each other time to rectify the mistakes to recognize the truth we should not be hasty to uh, to make the decision of separation and the other thing is this shows the, the importance and, sign, and and significance of uh, the the significance of the patience in islam when you be patient for the sake of allah جل, definitely definitely you will see the fruit in this dunya and the hereafter inshallah with this inshallah i finish this show and inshallah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept, accept it for me if there anything right um if i said anything good it was from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. if any mistake it was from me Okay, inshallah, see you next time. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of your iman. Subhanakullah wa bihamdika, nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, nastaqfiruka wa natubu ilayka wa sallallahu ta'ala, ala habibihi rahmatil alameen, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.